Hello and welcome to I Hate Your Movie. This is First Impressions. And by popular demand, <laughs> we watched Rebel Moon. We didn't do a thing like where we said, okay, nothing could be Star Wars-ish. Because I was like, we take that off, then we got nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Rick, what did you think of Rogue One, a Rebel Moon story? <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Would you say you hated it? I think hate's a strong word. I think there are worse films out there mm -hmm. that I hate. And Suspiria. Um, <laughs> this did not hit that level. Mm -hmm. I think it was one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm quite excited to get into it. I know, you've been really excited since we watched it. To, yeah, to, to... <laughs> I, I've been itching. There's so many things to discuss, even though there's nothing happening in this movie. Here's, here's one thing I want to start off with, and this kind of gives our audience a good understanding of what this movie is like. I challenge you not to name all the characters, the main characters, mm -hmm. the, the seven samurai, basically, but describe them. Don't miss one. Okay, right, so you've got the main lady. Yeah. Do you want like a description of their character or a description of them personally? Just a few words either, okay, so either way. Sophia Batella. Sophia Batella, badass turncoat. Yeah. Yeah. You've got... Slash princess. You've got Prince John Carter. Yeah. And his magic bird. Yeah. You've got cowboy samurai lady. Yes. Drunken master general. Yes. Who else you got? You've got inept farmer. Yeah, cockold farmer. Cockold farmer. <laughs> um, you've got blonde Han Solo. Mm -hmm. I should have written it down because maybe I'm missing one too. Um, and there must be a seventh one. I feel like there's a seventh one. Um, who do they pick up first? Oh, there's the army leader, rebellion leader guy. I guess does he belong in the ragtag group? He kind of joins them and dies immediately. The one that's oh, the yes. blue makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is the one I'm forgetting. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got Rebel Suicide. You described all that we learn from these <laughs> characters, <laughs> and you don't need to watch the movie anymore. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I was just, what do I start with? Do I start with the plagiarism, or do I start with the? absolute empty nothingness that this film has to offer to give you like an idea of the, this film right so the Zack Snyder wrote this film and he went to Lucasfilm to pitch it as a Star Wars film and they said no mm -hmm. and then Netflix was like yeah we'll do it right so Lucasfilm Lucasfilm said no the studio that released the Han Solo movie <laughs> said no to this. Mm -hmm. The studio that released the final chapter of the Star Wars saga to horrible reviews said no to this. Mm -hmm. The studio that released Indiana Jones' Dial of Destiny <laughs> said no to this film. That is the quality of this film. And they were right to say no. Do you think they thought it was too derivative of Star Wars? No, because it was meant to be for Star Wars. So I know, but like, it's, be... do you think, because all the all these new Star Wars movies also is full of like callbacks and poetry rhymes, as George Lucas said. Do you think they have like an upper cap on how <laughs> much... I don't think should be plagiarised from the original movie. I, I, no, I don't. I think, you know, if you're going to have a Han Solo movie that's like a backstory for all of his equipment, mm. oh, that's how he got his gun. Ooh. I travel alone. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? 
Uh, solo. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> That's how he got his famous name. Can't it just be his name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, everything that defines that character happens in one adventure. And that's it. And then the, and there's no character progression no. between that and 30 years later when yeah. he's in a park. He doesn't even change his vest. He's, and he doesn't wash it. He doesn't change his underwear. <laughs> Do you think he just finishes that adventure? Just goes sit in the chair. <laughs> sits yeah. in the chair, gets up every day, sits in the chair. Just stares at the wall, waits for the next one. <laughs> it's time to go to the cantina. Yeah. God, it was so derivative. Like, you know, you watch the trailer and then you see, oh, lightsabers. And honestly, that was the least of it. <laughs> because it was like plot points, characters, shots from Star Wars movies, famous shots. It's just everything. I would be more upset about this if it wasn't Star Wars. Because, like, Star Wars isn't going to be hurting because of this movie. Mm -hmm. But if any other thing, this would be, like, the biggest plagiarism (laughs) in in Hollywood. Does he have no shame? (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly. I don't know. And whatever, all the things that weren't stolen from Star Wars were stolen from other things. Yeah. Seven Samurai. John Carter. I genuinely uh, believe, like, you know, that was John Carter. You know what I thought that was? Kind of a mix of John Carter and Harry Potter. Yes. That you have to bow in front of the griffin that looks exactly like the one from Harry Potter. <laughs> Do you want to go through the film at all? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to relive it? <laughs> Back in the old times, a king was good and a rebellion was bad. He did. Why did that voice? <laughs> because this is what Anthony Hopkins, who's this just what hundred, this just what Anthony Hopkins sounds like. <laughs> he's a hundred and thirty years old now. He shouldn't be doing voiceover, epic voiceover. He's not. He doesn't have a good baritone voice. Oh, of course he does. No, he doesn't. Definitely does. He sounded like an old geezer. No, he sounds like no. It's cool. Okay. It's like a wise old tree. Ugh. Not counting that it's Anthony Hopkins. Did we need that? Did we need oh, that? Oh, God, no. I have no idea. If you asked me to repeat any of the things from the, the opening monologue, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, it immediately left my mind. And it's not important. It's not important because if it immediately left my mind and I didn't miss any crucial information, Yeah. all you need to know is there's I, bad and there's good. Yeah, I feel like the gist of it was there's a kingdom that's bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was awful. What's the point? And that is throughout the whole movie. It's just people explaining like the most obvious things that you can already see. It's so annoying. So you are trying to kind of recreate Star Wars. You know, Star Wars starts with that, the original movie, starts with that iconic shot. There's a very low angle and then the tiny rebel ship is going and then you can see the giant fucking Star Destroyer. Like it, it fills the entire screen. Now, how do you follow that up in a Zack Snyder film? A vagina portal opens. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing you see in this movie is a vagina portal opens that never happens again in the entire film. Yeah, so it's like how they get across the galaxy. But genuinely, and we are not exaggerating. No. We have a lot of things where we make fun of stuff and it's like, oh, yeah, it could be like that. This is a vagina portal. It's genuinely... 100% 100% yeah. the shape and it's got folds and everything <laughs> <laughs> it's got pubes <laughs> <laughs> I can totally imagine Zack Snyder thinking that was cool like that on purpose he was doing yeah. that this is the birth of yeah. a new universe so it has to be you know, Man of Steel 
he had like shots of Henry Cavill double profiled against like a picture of Jesus. Ah, okay. He's not the most subtle <laughs> artist in, in this world. We're going to Tatooine, I mean, uh, <laughs> Kronos or whatever. It doesn't matter. Question, I've got so, so many like sci-fi questions, right? Okay, yep. This is one of them. You're on a planet and it kind of is desertish, arid kind of thing. Yeah. But there's a day and night cycle and it's gravitationally locked with another planet that has rings because you can always see the other planet with rings in the back. Right. So how is there a day and night? That shouldn't make any sense, right? I think it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. You're just going to use that as a terrible background. Yeah. Terrible CGI. So, Naughty sci-fi channel original. From the very first scene, they look like a group of people in a small room mm. that have spread some dirt on the floor in front of a green screen. Mm. And, but it looked like that. Yeah. Like every film is like that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair enough, but it looked like that. In 2023, it's hard to make a movie that looks this shit. Like, yeah. I don't know how, how they did it. So in 2005, yeah. I went to college that had a green screen. Mm-hmm. And we made a few things, and they look better than this. I'm I'm yeah. not joking. Genuinely, it looked like a sci-fi channel original. Yeah. Early noughties, 2000s. Tell you what it looks like. It looks like, you know when you watch an old film in HD, and, mm-hmm. and when it was on like VHS or DVD, yeah. it kind of blurred, so you didn't really see it. Mm-hmm. But you watch it in HD, and it's like, oh god, that looks terrible. Yeah. There was some, some CGI that looked okay, but it never looked good. No. It was just... I guess that's acceptable, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but most of it looked like just awful, terrible. How do you feel about terrible slow-mo shots that add nothing to the movie? I love them. My favorite, this is a first big laugh out loud moment from the film. So, Sophia Batella, she's uh, mowing the grass or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks up. No, she's p- putting seeds out. And she looks up. And there's like a giant ship, the the bad guy ship. And she throws the seed in slow-mo. Yeah, and she drops them. She's like, oh no, drops yeah. the seed. And then starts running away. Yeah. And then... Seeds on the floor. <laughs> and then they look up again, and the ship again is coming in slow-mo. <laughs> it's like, how long is that ship's going to take? Three weeks to get there? Because that makes everything epic, if it's in slow-mo. Mm-hmm. But like, if you take out all the slow-mo... Like, do you think this movie is 20 minutes long? <laughs> it's just laziness. Yeah. You make it slow-mo to make it look more cool. When if you just had everything in real time and actually choreographed and done well, mm-hmm. it would just be so much better. Or just have characters that you care about. Yeah. I think that's what gives the feeling that he wants to get. Is that you care about the characters, so like, oh, there's a genuine threat. Oh, shit. Feel epic. Oh, we should talk about this, that there's another version of this movie that's like five hours long or something. Is that? It doesn't exist yet, though. doesn't exist R- yet? Rumour is it's coming. The director's cut for this will come out at the same time as the number two. Yeah. Like, what? what's in that? Like Character you know, development. Introdu- proper, I, proper I, introductions to all the characters with names I, and backstories. I don't believe it. You know why I don't believe it? Why? Because this film feels like all the scenes cut from a director's cut. Yeah. sewn together yeah. into a movie so if you have all those scenes that are meaningful and character development why don't you fucking put those in the movie instead of the nothing that's meant to be cut it feels like all the scenes that were meant to be cut thrown together into a movie challenge for you yeah oh no 
explain to me the technology level of these farmers. Like, where are they at in terms of technology? They're pretty much just farmers. Mm-hmm. Did they have any technology? Well, I mentioned it later in the film, but yeah. I noticed it at the very early intro. It just did not make sense to me at all. Because she's there with a horse, with a mask on its yeah, face, yeah, yeah. and it's ploughing the field with a thing that's pulling, yeah. right? And then they dong the bell, and that's an actual bell. There's no speakers or anything. And everything looks like it's made out of clay, and everything's all that Wood. kind of stuff. Wood and it's clay. It's very um, Nordic-inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she walks up to the door, and it's like... Psh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. It opens. It's like, uh-huh. a, it's like yeah. a sliding door that opens for her. Put that, put that technology into the plowing the field. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the motor on that door can plow your fucking field. You fucking idiot. Also, also... <laughs> Rick is collecting his brain energy. <laughs> What's powering that door? And if they have power, yeah. why are they not using it for other stuff? Well, you didn't see the camera pans around and there's a horse pulling the door as well. <laughs> <laughs> And the filmmaking as well, right? So we talked about the unnecessary slow-mo. But on top of that, it's unnecessary close-ups of unimportant things. <laughs> paired with slow-mo, like the seed throwing. Like someone throws an object that's not meaningful. It's just meant to be like, like a, oh, she's in shock or something. <sighs> what are you trying to say, Zack Snyder? Fucking, you haven't learned film language after making a billion movies? doesn't need to. He just keeps getting paid for making this stuff. But it feels like he's getting worse. <sighs> Somehow. Know. Is it like maybe he surrounded himself in a bubble and there's like with yes people. That's the only thing that makes sense. The thing is if people keep giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars to do stuff, yeah. you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. It's for the slow-mo and the unnecessary close-ups. It's they're manufacturing grandiosity instead of letting it happen naturally. And as a filmmaker, you are, and a writer or whatever... You are manufacturing like feelings yeah. and stuff, but it's usually built on something like characters, shots, filmmaking. It's just nothing here. Just what the end product he wants to see, which is epic, <laughs> epic seat throwing. <laughs> cool. So let's talk about our favorite scene in the film. Oh. So the Nazis show up. I mean the <laughs> the bad guys show up. I don't know. I mean, I mean the, the kingdom shows up. The Americans show up from Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris shows up in an SS officer uniform. <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> it is like that. That's what it reminded me of, because that guy is very skinny, like Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> well, well, what do you th- why do you think this is our favourite scene? This is our favourite scene, because they have a 20-minute discussion on grain. 20-minute? <laughs> more like it felt like two hours <laughs> and it's all the same it's they were talking about the same thing yeah. but saying it differently so let's, let's play out that scene okay I, i'll be nazi guy okay i'll be i'll be farmer man right do, do you have some grain uh no we don't have enough but but do you have some grain uh no we'd like to give you some but we don't have any but the field's over there it looks yeah, like you have grain yeah, but it has to be worked and shit. And uh, there's not enough for you and us. As well. Everyone looks healthy. Do you, have you got some grain? No. Have you got some grain? No. <laughs> Ask the other guy. <laughs> other guy. Have we got some grain? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> what do I need you for, Stab? Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was so confused about that. 
part especially because like he cuckold farmer was there when he's asking the questions and then the ss officer asked him do you have some grains and he said yeah maybe we can spare some like going against the leader guy are you like trying to backstab him or what's yeah, happening that's what i felt like he was yeah that was the point point was that sure? he was trying to make money for the tribe he thought it was in the best interest of the tribe to sell to them so they can make loads of money. It just felt because the rest of the character didn't support that. He was just a scared guy who's doing nothing. Yeah, I think he just, he wasn't trying to like backstay him. He was trying to help the tribe out mm-hmm. by doing things differently. Mm-hmm. I was executed awfully as anything in this film. Yeah. It wasn't like a tense scene. I think that's why my brain was confused. It should feel more tense. Yeah. That he's like going against him. It feels like he misspoke or something by the filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just awful. But do you have any grain? Um, uh, which guy am I? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, yes, no. Arguing about soil for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so the SS guy feels like a pretty high-ranking officer in yeah. his empire. <laughs> and he goes to like 10 farmers. <laughs> I'm sure, surely this is like kind of his waste of time. He should be like delegating. It makes the whole conflict feel small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, you should start off with Lois and, and build up to him. Yeah. He should come out like, hello. Yeah. Bad soldiers. They're bad. Because oh, yeah. you know they're bad. Because he's an arsehole. He shoots his own robot <laughs> for no reason. To see if he fights back. Or yeah, something. obviously, because that's how you deal with your equipment that you're. Yeah. Oh, I want to shoot this radiator to see if it fights back. No, it's, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Um, and obviously, like, they're disgusting people. And I don't really get the idea of this. It doesn't make sense to me because it's an American film. And the idea is that they're bad guys. They are bad guys. <laughs> but you, is is he trying to make some comment on, like, the army being bad or just army in general? Oh, no, it's not Zack Snyder. <laughs> he loves the fucking army. So... It's like kind of like a mistranslation of Star Wars, maybe. Because, yes, he sees Star Wars, there's like clear bad guys, clear good guys. He has a weird philosophy. He he believes in hyper-individualism, which is a term I just made up. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a philosopher... I was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> but it, it kind of describes it well. There's a philosopher called Ayn Rand, mm-hmm. and a lot of right-wingers are flocking to it. And Ayn Rand believed that what's best for society is to be selfish. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Mm -hmm. But that's why in Superman, that's why he's in Man of Steel movies, everyone keeps telling him, you don't owe the world anything. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's why that's in there. He wants to make this Star Wars world of bad and good, but doesn't really see the motivation behind people, what's making that happen. That's why they feel like so cliche and soulless. People who believe in this philosophy usually believe as well that morality is objective. So there's something that could be objectively bad or objectively good, which Mm -hmm. is stupid. (laughs) Because if you're starving and you steal something, obviously that's not bad. Uh, You shouldn't be starving. (laughs) Easiest example in the world. If someone attacks you and you attack them back, that's self-defense. So I think he just sees this world in this black and white thing and he doesn't really think of them as characters like okay what do they feel what do they this they're just more like concepts to him you know Mm. that's what triggers Sophia Batella into kicking some ass yeah slowly (laughs) very very slowly (laughs) and boringly and confusingly 
Yeah. Which is like, even though it's slow-mo and you see everything that happens, you're confused of where everything is. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that's hard to achieve. <laughs> it's like a new achievement in filmmaking. What do you think about the acting? Because I didn't even believe that was Sophia Butella. What acting? What? <laughs> because she was awful. And I've seen her being good before. Like in my favorite film, The Mummy. Like in my favorite film, the, 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 the Charlie Theron is a spy. She was good in that. Yeah. It seems like she's good in these indie films. Um, where, people, was, where people have a vision and not just like, okay, act. Climax. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I've heard she's amazing in that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. But then she does like The Mummy. It was terrible. <laughs> and she does this and it's awful. Yeah. She should stay around like the Mia Goff level of films. Yeah. Just in the background or in the foreground but have like a really independent well-made films i want to like take snapshots of the film and ask you what she's feeling i wanted to ask <laughs> you i wanted to ask you sometimes when she was like slow-mo and she's like complete dead faced and like the music swells up I'm like what is she feeling like what's happening and what's the accent oh if we're talking about accents <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much next Let's talk about Charlie Hunman's Hunman's accent. Um, Han Han Carissio. <laughs> to the mess. Just Charlie Han Solo. Charlie Han Solo. Why do you think that was bad Scottish? Because I don't know much about Scottish accents. Okay, first of all, it's meant to be Northern Irish, I've read. Oh, wow. Okay, so it is bad Scottish. <laughs> I thought it was Scottish. I wrote down here as well, why is Charlie Scottish? It doesn't sound like anything like Irish. I don't know. Not that I... I mean, the biggest thing that I read that people really don't like is his accent. Okay. Because generally speaking, because he is English. I don't know. But he has this weird, like, half American, half British accent. Mm-hmm. So he, even when he talks normally, he sounds like an American person doing a Cockney accent. Okay. <laughs> the accent itself didn't bug me. I bugged the fuck out of me because it, it kept changing. Yeah. At one point it was Irish to me. The next point it was Scottish to me. The next point it was like, I don't fuck knows what, English. And it just, it kept changing. I just... What ruined things for me is his cadence, more like. So when you give the guy who has this, like, this kind of cadence, all the dramatic dialogue, it sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And he and like when you're betraying someone, it doesn't sound quite as menacing. <laughs> when you're saying it like I betrayed you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you like my my impression. That was a very good impression of Charlie Hunman in this film. <laughs> yeah. it, it was a terrible accent for, that probably insulted a whole range of people otherwise. But that's what this yeah. does, so it, it fits well. It was a like an artistic painting. Everyone sees in it what they want <laughs> but it was the accent version of that everyone will hear their accent yeah the Swedish guy in Rebel Moon <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know what would have made the cantina scene in Star Wars much better if they had a half an hour terrible action scene <laughs> <laughs> drawn out action scene with characters we'll never see again and it never comes up again with full of slow-mo actually you're wrong Okay. Because one of the characters in the bar does appear again. Which one? There's like a sly looking blue guy. Oh, yeah, yes. And then he's later in the Is film. it the orc? Yes. The, there's the orc straight from the movie Bright. Brightburn <laughs> or whatever it's called. Yeah, Bright. 
Yeah, it looked like exactly like that, which is, I don't know, can we jump to the art direction of this movie? Or, or you have more things There's to say? art direction in this movie? Well, the art misdirection. <laughs> <laughs> the art confusion. What? Just like, uh, just nothing, uh, there was no like cohesion in this world. You talked about the technology that didn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, the Wait, big, uh, biggest okay. thing is the bad guy. He starts out with an SS officer outfit. Then the rest of the movie looks like an office worker on his break <laughs> going to the <laughs> Well, he starts as an SS officer, then he takes his jacket and hat off, and that's what he's wearing. But he's like a t-shirt and a tie, like a it's regular a sh- it's tie. It's a shirt. It didn't make it a space tie. a regular tie? It was space tie. <laughs> what do you want? Freaking LEDs are yeah. over it. A laser tie. <laughs> Just looks like... It's like a hologram tie. Yeah. No, like... Anything, but like you want to create this iconic character, it's just gonna wear a suit, he's just gonna wear like a shirt. Did he just show up in that in the set? <laughs> okay, let's we can't find the SS officer uniform anymore. Someone lifted it. Can you just act in your uh, own clothes? Big Lebowski style, it's head design. God damn it. When they meet the assassin lady, the graffiti is hilarious. <laughs> One that was looked like the band Korn, but with an N, <laughs> N missing. It just said Core, and it was in the exact same font. <laughs> there was like an upside down frowny face. That wasn't stylized in any way. It was just lines. It's just literally some intern going, oh shit, oh fuck, I need to do something quickly. All the bad haircuts in the bad haircut army. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird little bowl cuts. It was weird little bowl cuts. <laughs> but sometimes not. Like, if you're gonna have do that, then just keep it. But some of them had, like, a half bowl cut. Like, uh, there's no consistency. It didn't feel like a fully realized lived-in world. It felt like a bunch of ideas that he stole from different places. If you want to watch this film, where she gets all the people together, just watch the Rick and Morty episode where they do a heist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quicker and it's better. It's fun- that's a funny episode. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> For no reason. Um, yes. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. Some of them don't even say that. Assassin lady. They're just next to her while she's slaying this spider woman. Yep. And then she says nothing about the plan or she has nothing. Son of a bitch. I'm here. <laughs> they did. She doesn't even say that. <laughs> She's just in because I guess that's we assume that it must be happening this way. Yeah. It's just nonsense. Uh, I want to shout out a patron. Okay. Who I had a conversation with, and soon we have an episode with her out to Twin Peaks. Cool. Uh, we don't, but you know, whatever. I do. Rick doesn't want to see Twin Peaks. He doesn't want to be enlightened. Watched I watched two and a half episodes and I gave up. <laughs> so I talked to Emily about this film Okay Our patron She said that it's very derivative of Seven Samurai That this like, oh get this guy and then get that guy But I think that's giving Zack Snyder a bit too much credit I think he just watched Rogue One <laughs> Which is already <laughs> derivative of Seven Samurai And yeah, so I think there's multiple layers here I warned her not to watch this film <laughs> By the way and then somehow it piqued her interest, so she still watched it. She fucking hated it. This is where the film becomes a bit formulaic. Is it's generous? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let, I, let's go back a little bit because, okay. right, I have one question because we've missed the flashback, I think, where Sophia Batella was in the army, in the bad army. Yeah. Because she got kidnapped as a girl. Yeah. There's a bit where the big bad gives her a gun and makes her hold him to his head. She's a little girl. Yeah, she's a little girl and she's holding a gun to this this guy's head, right? And he pulls back the little, what's that called? Cock. Whatever it's called, the cock. (laughs) Yeah, you cock the gun. Yeah, yeah. So he cocks the gun. Right, here's my question to you. Why does a laser gun (laughs) have a cockpit to it? That also goes into my art direction. (laughs) It felt like they filmed the movie with like regular guns in mind. Mm -hmm. And then later on they added laser effects. Because that would make a lot of sense. Because also, this goes into my fucking point, which is this movie is surprisingly bloodless. That surprised me. Yeah, a lot of people were saying online about that as well. Because Zack Snyder like doesn't shy away from that. Especially with like a Netflix film, he could do even more. Yeah, the extended version is 18. Okay, but like Netflix, it doesn't matter. A two-year-old can watch it. You know? <laughs> so it... I mean, a two-year-old could watch this because they'd understand it. <laughs> but like, he shouldn't hold him back earlier as well when Sofia Butella um, kills the bad guys and the scenes where like her gun is right up against someone's face and you see like a huge like blast and fire and shit and then you see no blood no no burn no nothing I think it's more lazy they couldn't pick what kind of world they want and then they started with regular guns regular bullet guns and changed it into laser guns it makes so much more sense I think okay so yeah, that Visionary suck. director, that Zack Snyder. Sucks ass. Oh my god, I actually don't want to talk about the rest of this film. <laughs> <laughs> right, so bad guys are coming. They have 12 days or something, whatever. Um, On the first day of... <laughs> SS Christmas. <laughs> she leaves the farm and she's like, I'm going to go find an army. And then she doesn't. She does it, yeah. Yeah, she then goes on this finding these ragtag bunch of different people. This, this this makes no sense in so many levels that I don't even know where to start. And all of these people, all of these people are like wanted by the Empire, right? But Charlie Hunman's character knows where they all are and doesn't do anything about it. He turns out to be bad. So his rationalisation was that he rounds up all these guys for the bad guys. Yeah, and collects their bounty. But, like, it's the stupidest thing ever because you're just making them stronger. You're just creating these, like, rebellious bonds between people. And, like, yeah, so that doesn't make sense. You're creating the Avengers to turn in the Avengers. What really bugged me about, like, the kind of the reveal that he's a bad guy again is all of the rubbish scenes before between him and Sophia Batella that have zero chemistry. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were a bad guy. Oh, I was a bad guy, but you've made me a good guy. Oh, that's nice. He was never a bad guy. He was <laughs> never a bad guy. So they tried to sell him as this Han Solo out for himself kind of scoundrel character. But he says that, but anything he does... It's not that. Money never gets exchanged. They never bribe him or anything. 
He never gets in theoretically anything out of helping these people. And then there's a scene where he's like, well, Sophia Botella, you know I'm a scoundrel and a bad guy, but I guess I'm starting to like you. <laughs> so I guess I'll do this out of the goodness of my heart from now on. <laughs> what? What? I ah uh, his his whole character doesn't make sense in so many levels. He's just Zack Snyder wanted a hand solo. Do you want to go through picking up all the people? It's so meaningless. Like that Titus, he's like build him up. Let's go see Titus, this this guy who's like this huge army general. He was the greatest and they go and he's drunk and on the floor. That's not my issue. But my issue is they convince him stupidly how they convince him is they ask him what about revenge and he looks up hero <laughs> heroically you son of a bitch i'm in <laughs> which we made fun of that line throughout the whole movie yeah. <laughs> when people are changing their minds when go what about revenge <laughs> have you thought about not doing that <laughs> oh, heroic <Yeah>. star <laughs> yeah so like fine whatever this is stupid but then they build him up this huge general this huge fighter he shoots like three bullets in the whole fucking movie and says two more sent not even sentences half sentences to someone that it hasn't even met officially the oh, <laughs> John <yeah>. Carter <laughs> there's that bit when the <laughs> <laughs> They're facing off against someone, and they turn to each other and like, "Oh, I'm Jim. Jim, by the way." Does that actually happen? No, or was we, that made, we just joke. made up. <laughs> we made that up because those two characters never said anything to each other before. <laughs> so they're on this battlefield. These two characters who are just collected and then never said anything else before, and they say something to each other, like "Good shot" or whatever, something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we joke like oh who are you oh i'm, I'm mark by the way <laughs> no my my question yeah. my question about the general general titus stupid name so he's supposed to be this drunk you know disgraced general mm -hmm. who gave up at some battle and that kind of they find him like in a ditch somewhere and he's you know and yet he's fucking ripped <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Like 12 hours of like gym during the day, <laughs> then getting drunk, sleeping on the pavement, yeah. waking up, back in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> his muscles never recede, but his beard does. Because <laughs> that's a better character. Mm. You find someone who's like like a slob, big guy, and the, uh, uh, and then he he becomes this yeah. like amazing general. You see the transformation in him. Can you imagine in this movie they just find some fat guy who's just drunk on the floor and they recruit him and <laughs> then becomes John Cena at the end. John Carter on the desert planet, he rides a magical bird. Yeah. And stays topless for the rest of the film. I mean, if we want to give any credit to this movie, pretty diverse. Yeah. Too bad it's just like they're not even people. Wasted. Yeah, they're like pawns. In Zack Snyder's chess game against the audience. We can do this. Wait, who, who else they recruit? Oh, do we care? <laughs> you, you, said, you said we should. I asked if we should. In the oh, hope okay. that you would say no. It <laughs> doesn't okay. matter. No, that's it, right? They... There's, the, there's the army leader. Oh, who yeah. changes his mind because of, not, because of some implied history with another character. But it never gets explained. You son of a bitch! I'm in! Oh, the idea of that is he realizes that, that his rebellion, if it can't help like one simple farmland, mm. then what's the point? 
because mm. that's what it's there for. Yeah, and then he immediately dies. Yeah. <laughs> well, can can I have like miscellaneous notes that don't fit anywhere segment? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they have this spaceship that has rockets and it burns in space. Mm-hmm. That's... And there's G-forces. As the G-forces in space. At some point that you really laughed at this, <laughs> I said... This is like Mass Effect 2, if they, they skip all the dialogue. <laughs> if they skip all the dialogue on all the context, this is like Mass Effect 2. I just, at some point, I don't know what this is connected to. I just wrote down, who are these people? <laughs> it applies to any point of the yeah. film. <laughs> any, any point on this film. So this is where the orc shows up again. That's yeah. how that's what tweaks you early, and that's what tweaks Sophia Batella. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, something's wrong. They didn't do anything about it. No, because they immediately get captured, so she doesn't have time to do anything smart. Yeah, so... And then it's time to introduce our characters. We've been collecting this whole movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's bizarre. (laughs) Okay, right, so... (laughs) Fucking hell. Oh, my word. So, it establishes earlier in the film that there's robots inside crates. Yes. And you open the crate and it grabs you. Yeah. Which is what happens to them. But luckily, I mean, luckily, they're one short. So Cuckold Farmer doesn't get one. Reasons? I don't know. Doesn't matter. So Cuckold Farmer's instead sat down and he gets made to kill one of the guys. But luckily for him, and luckily for the plot, the off switch for the robot is next to the kill button. So instead of pressing the kill button, he presses the off switch, which releases the guy. How many awkward situations did that create? You think, like, the Empire wants to release some prisoners and like, whoops, that was that giant flaw in this machine. But the uh, the kill button and the release button is right next to each other. Oh, fuck, I pressed the release button again. Now I've got to chase the fucking guy around the room. Come here. But before that, uh, as they're lined up and hold still on this machine yeah we get our character introductions yeah which is ah ss guy comes in in his trademark tie and his trademark shirt. hugo boss outfit yeah <laughs> and he's like oh general titus <laughs> you are this and that and you were wanted <laughs> Yeah. And then he ke- oh my god, it's when he goes up to John Carter. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, Prince John Carter. Yeah. What? He's a prince? <laughs> what? We found him in the field. He was chained to a freaking blacksmith. There's there's so much explaining what's already happened yeah. in the film that you just take another couple of minutes to introduce these actual characters. <laughs> because yeah, that you you find out so much information in like in the hour and 45 mark. Yeah. And it's not even that there's so much abundance of information. is so, it's so much depth to it. It's very, it's just bad guys and good guys, <laughs> literally, and rebels and outlaws. And there's like nothing to it, but the movie keeps explaining to you, hammering it in your head. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying. Fight breaks out, obviously. Yeah. And then a giant ship appears from behind a rock but it's also like the guns coming out behind a rock and there's like a line of ships good guy ships mm-hmm. it's basically it's star wars yeah it's when death star is going to be about to be in yes. range of the rebel leader guy jumps on the ship slow-mo slow-mo 
stabs it through the cockpit, misses, yeah, and then gets shot, stabs again, hits the left button. <laughs> <laughs> the trademark left button <laughs> on the ship. This giant juggernaut spaceship and the gunner joystick yeah. controls the whole thing. It is like a 90s joystick with like one button and the <laughs> joystick itself. And that's what makes the ship crash because the gunner pulled left. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. And that scene as well, like his like death was so drawn out unnecessarily. Oh no, not his, him. Yeah. Oh no, we really grew to love him. <laughs> not just that, but like, so he goes, he tries to impale this guy and he fails to impale this guy and then gets shot and then he gets a few more shots at impaling. Like, can you not just trim this down a little bit? Like, yeah. You, I don't know. Let's talk about the elephant bone in the room. The elephant bone in the room. <laughs> the bone cane. The oh yeah. Why? I've got I've got so many questions. First of all, the SS officer bad guy has a bone cane. Yeah. It's a bone stick that shaped like a bone. But like it literally is just a stick. It feels like they play it up like it's his lightsaber. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, otherwise it's like, he's he's it, just a guy. They play it like it's got some kind of importance. I was thinking more of like in terms of it is something. Mm-hmm. Like it he's killed something and that's it was it that's his trophy from mm-hmm. the kill. But then it breaks and then they just like eh. Yeah, okay, another one. <laughs> so he's just a guy with a stick. And that's the end boss of this movie. A guy with a stick. While we saw Sofia Butella take off multiple rooms of guys, <laughs> a guy with a stick is the main boss. A skinny guy in a stick. With a in a stick. suit. In a suit. <laughs> Barney Stinson. <laughs> and remember the, the jokes? We're making jokes off. <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see your dog about a bone. What was the last one? I've got a boner. No, no, it was like bone off or something. Or something. Oh, bon appetit. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they have the fake out. I think he fake out, pushes Sofia Butella off the ledge. Yeah. That's why he should have said bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> he falls off this space boy. Yeah. And then they just start playing Revenge of the Sith. But <laughs> except lava, there's water. When they recover him, it's so... It's the same shit. It's the same shit. And it's the whole thing is the same shit. And he says he's the big Darth Vader in this movie. A guy in a shirt and a suit. You son of a bitch! I'm in! Cool. So yeah. Is it? Rebel Moon, out on Netflix now. Yeah. Go watch it. For a festive treat. Here's my one-sentence review of this movie. I just came up with them. If you throw Star Wars New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One into a blender, and then you give that to ChatGPT, this is that. <laughs> this is the movie. Like, it felt like... We, was, we were talking about it while the movie was playing out. This felt like an AI-generated script. Which is, they meet this character. He's badass. <laughs> you know? It's no, there's no substance to it at all. I don't want to talk about this film anymore. <laughs> I'm done. We had a good time. We were making fun of it. We did. We did. We missed like half of it while we were making fun of it. But there was... We missed nothing. We mi- Yeah, we missed nothing because it was all nonsense. And either nonsense or meaningless. Or slow motion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this. I think if this wouldn't be a Zack Snyder film, 
then they would bury part two so quickly. <laughs> you forget about it, you know? But because it's Zack Snyder, of course it's going to come out because he has his fans. Cool. I'm going to recommend it to people. <laughs> <laughs> to your worst enemies. <laughs> what would you give it? Out of ten? Yeah. Two. I think I'm the same. Two. Yeah. I guess it was moving pictures. <laughs> well, Brick has uh, gone into stasis. Yeah, I've got... I've... I've comatose myself. <laughs> Thank you for voting for this movie. Fuck uh, we had <laughs> I wanted to watch Aquaman. <laughs> and even though that may not have been a better film, no, it would have been a better film. <laughs> it would have been, but it would have been a less interesting film to talk about. You had more interesting film to watch. We got a job to do. <laughs> sort out this shit, all right? Thank you for listening. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash I Hate Your Movie. For one pound or one dollar a month, you get a bonus episode every month. Uh, bye. Bye. We didn't do a thing like where we said, okay, nothing could be Star Wars-ish. Because I was like, we take that off, then we got nothing. You son of a bitch. I'm in.